0: Hello, and welcome to the iPhone Life Podcast. I'm Donna Cleveland, Editor-in-Chief of iPhone Life Magazine. I'm Sarah Kingsbury, Senior Web Editor of iPhoneLife.com. And I'm Connor Carey, Feature Web Writer on iPhoneLife.com. So each week, we talk to you about the best apps and gear, as well as top iOS news. So today, we're going to be talking to you about what to expect from WWDC, which is set for June 13th. We're excited for that. And we'll also be talking to you about when you can expect the iPhone 7 and what you can expect from that, as well as other great news. So let's get started. Uh, Before we get into the episode, I want to talk to you about the iPhone Life Tip of the Day newsletter, which you should all go and sign up for at
1: iphonelife.com slash daily tips. What's your favorite tip of the day, Connor? From the past couple of weeks, the tip I chose was how to quickly update all of your apps at once.
2: I love this tip. I do too.
1: And it's, it's specific to 3D Touch, which is currently only on iPhone 6S, but that will change in the future, I'm sure. So if your iPhone has 3D Touch, what you can do is, from your home screen, find your App Store app, and when you activate 3D Touch by pressing and holding... With an amount of pressure, then it'll pop up, and you'll see a quick update all. And you Mm. can just tap that, and all the apps waiting to be updated will do it in one fell swoop. This is one
0: I actually haven't tried.
2: I love it. You don't even have to open the app. or I mean, sometimes it's fun to go through and look at what each update includes, but you can still do that Mm -hmm. at another time. But, Mm. you know, you can just without having to open the app just take care of it all at once I love it
1: yeah. so do
0: you prefer this to having automatic updates yes enabled?
1: I actually have automatic updates off because I just don't trust every single update that comes my way so mm-hmm. I like to look at them and just kind of see which ones I want and if I decide I want them all it's really easy to update them all or if I already like just feel like I can trust the apps on my phone and the developers behind them, then I can use this quick tip to just be like, okay, do it. Maybe you should delete the apps whose developers you don't trust. It's (laughs) mostly Apple, and we're gonna talk about (laughs) iOS 9.2.3, so. That's hilarious that
0: it's Apple that you're worried about.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So if you wanna get great
0: tips like this, you'll get one every single day, and they're all as awesome as the one Connor just told you about. Just go to iphonelife.com slash daily tips. And next, we're gonna go into our insider questions. And this is from our uh, premium subscription of iPhone Life Insider. So with a subscription, you will get in-depth video tutorials every day. So these daily tips we told you about, you'll get a video walkthrough of how to do that. You'll also get Ask an Editor, where you can ask all of your questions. Sometimes things that come up on your phone are more specific than can be answered in a general way. So you can talk to one of us and we'll help you. And you get in-depth guides. So there are certain iOS features such as iCloud Photo Library and iOS 10, new iOS updates that will teach you how to do everything with. So go to yeah, iPhoneLife.com so awesome. slash Insider to what, sign up for that. What's the latest guide? The latest guide is our security guide. I'm which, so excited about this one. It's so awesome. It is. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it too. So, you know... With our iPhones, we keep so much personal information on it, and it's really important to make sure that you keep that protected. So we really take a thorough approach of all the things you can do, all of Apple's features you can enable that will help make you more secure. So iPhoneLife.com/insider sign up for that. And uh, what were some of our insider questions this week, Sarah?
2: Well, here was an interesting one from one of our readers. Um, he he writes in, or he actually I don't know the reader I don't know. Uh, gender i use my apple watch when i take my walks do i need to save the workout on my watch when i finish to have it on the activities app on my iphone 6s i wonder if the data is saved on the watch or the phone so this is you know just kind of one of those things that's not really clear but it's actually you know Mm -hmm. you you would really want to know like where is the data and what happens if i forget to save it so um I experimented with doing a workout and not saving it on my Apple Watch before exiting the workout app, and good to know it was automatically mm-hmm. saved and it did show up on you know my iPhone in the the uh, is it the activities app where those workout things show up? It's actually it's this is yes, something I want yeah. to complain about. It's in so many different places <laughs> and it's in the health app, yeah. The activities app, it's yeah, but there's no workout app. It's just yeah, complicated.
0: They should just have one app that handles it all in wrapping right. in.
2: Nice. Yeah. At least they have they the sound activity like stuff of the rings. On <laughs> one <laughs> ring to <roll> the wall. <laughs> yeah. But at least they now you can see your activity stuff on your dashboard. But it did show up on the iPhone and um, And so, but it's not really clear. I believe it actually is saved on your Apple Watch because, you know, if you go to your Apple Watch, you'll be able to see, oh, your last work out of this type was on this date and you did this much. So Mm -hmm. clearly that information is being saved somewhere. But if you really want to look at it and sort of analyze it or just, you know, generally see what you've been doing, you have to access it on your iPhone. That's where it's saved in a way that's, useful
0: and accessible to you but it is on your apple watch in a certain way it so. is funny like yesterday i was at a workout and david our ceo was there and after the workout he's like oh what was your heart rate we both had our <laughs> apple watches on and i'd already saved my workout and i like it just occurred to me at that time that i couldn't pull it up on my watch
2: yeah to see which is mm-hmm. a little yeah apple I, I would like really, to be able to see that yeah uh, we'll get into this more later but apple really needs to improve that you know, the, the Apple tracking. Watch in general. The <laughs> yeah, Apple Watch in general. But also like how it's doing the fitness tracking and how yeah. it's making it accessible to its users. It's right. it's kind of unnecessarily complex. Of course, I didn't actually design the software, so maybe there are reasons it's like that, but it's mm-hmm. as a user, it, it needs work.
0: Yeah, I would agree. Same. All right, well that's good to know. Um and you know, each week we'll come back to you with more insider questions that we've answered, and a lot of times it can end up helping you with something that you've been having trouble with as well. So let's get into news this week. What's been going on in the world of iOS? Well, I don't know if you've seen. There's been so many headlines like, "Oh, they
2: finally proved that cell phones cause cancer," and right. So <laughs> that's pretty scary. I don't know about yeah. you, but I use my phone all the time, and so that's a, very, right? that's
0: a very alarming headline. So but, do I. and i had I had at some point felt like it was a bit alarmist, all of the warnings about it. But now, if there's a more uh, more well, scientific research that's showing that, it's a little disturbing.
2: Well, you know, the thing about the way we cover scientific studies in the media is is kind of you have to be really careful because people want you to click on their headlines, and right. so, They may cherry pick or change the angle a little bit Mm -hmm. of what the study actually says in order to get people to actually read the article. And so you have to kind of approach these studies with a skeptical eye, in my opinion. Anytime you see any article with this, like, Mm -hmm. you know, just really read it and think, does this actually make sense? Like maybe go look at a less, I mean, like think, yeah, think about who's, which site or
0: whatever this this article is on. So, so in this case in particular, sorry to interrupt <laughs> you, what, I mean, you've read the most about it. What, what was your takeaway? Well, I mean, what is it saying, first of all? Like, it causes cancer in well, what situation? basically, situations? they, they right.
2: exposed rats to, um, to radiofrequency radiation, mm-hmm. and they did find that the more radiofrequency radiation the rats were exposed to, the more likely they were to get tumors. So that is a cause for concern, for sure. Yeah. Um, But also, the greater body of research on this is pretty inconclusive. And I don't know. I'm not a scientist, so you know, maybe check with a scientist. But it doesn't seem like this is such an alarming and definitive study that you can now say it's now conclusive. Mm-hmm. Um, cell and also, like you know, smoking. like they're, they're experimenting <laughs> on rats, but none of the articles I read really were clear about how much radio frequency radiation were these rats exposed right. to and mm-hmm. were they exposed to it in a way that is similar to how humans are exposed to it. For instance, you know, I don't really make phone calls. It's like my phone is not really next to my head very often. Like I, and you know, and I guess it depends like where do you hold your cell phone? But right. there's another thing is... Is while this is alarming, the CDC has also said that brain cancer rates are falling. So right. with the growth of smartphone use, you would think you would see uh, brain cancer rates rising, but because they've been not around the long enough
0: now that right. I know, mean, you can st- un- you can start seeing. <laughs> we are human guinea pigs with this. Yeah. Yeah. Even ten years see. ago,
2: I think it was pretty common to know plenty of people who didn't have a cell phone. I feel like I don't know anyone who doesn't have some kind yeah. of cell phone. And so the fact that brain cancer rates are falling, even still, I think just means you can chalk this study up to probably just one more inconclusive study.
0: I mean, it's always... Yeah, I don't think you need to throw away your smartphones just yet, but (laughs) I mean, you you know, know, I I think after this, I'd be more likely to not hold my phone to my ear when I have the choice to put it on speakerphone. Right. Um,
2: Yeah. I mean, why not take precautions, but also don't throw your smartphone away, you know, (laughs) just... Maybe get um, a headset or use their speakerphone. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe don't store your phone right in a pocket. You know, store it in like a purse or a bag or a jacket pocket, if if that makes you feel more comfortable. Did yeah. it say
0: anything about Bluetooth and Wi-Fi? I mean, I no, know they really th-
2: just only covered the the radio the radio frequencies you'd
0: get from the antenna of the phone. Okay. Yeah, and I and Bluetooth and Wi Fi are it's a much weaker signal anyway. So that's that's good to know. Although I'd be interested to learn more about that.
2: Yeah, I mean I and think a the different ta- frequency. I think the takeaway basically is anytime you see a study that is kind of sounds really alarming, uh-huh. just to like do some research. Do and, more than read the headline. <laughs> yeah. And take it with a grain of salt and do what makes you feel comfortable, but don't go to extremes. Right. Yeah don't panic.
0: And Connor, do you want to tell us about the rumors about the iPhone Seven and the new upgrade well, c- cycle potential?
1: Yeah, there. This recently, a rumor was started by the Japanese newspaper. Forgive me if I butcher this, Nikai. And right now, Apple is on a two-year upgrade cycle, where every two years we see the totally upgraded iPhone. So last right. was the six, and then this fall we'll see the seven. So usually, then Presumably. The, the Presumably.
0: annually, they update the phone with an S upgrade,
1: which is for Correct. speed. So 6, the next year's success, and then following right. that, right? Okay. And this rumor suggests that Apple's going to move to a three-year upgrade cycle. So we'll mm-hmm. see a major revamp every three years instead of two. And it listed a couple of reasons why this might be the case. First, being that this was the first time we saw iPhone sales slump, and also mm-hmm. that technology is just there's a less to do. There's less to like enhance every year, and then again, since it's the S and the the major.
0: And just to fill in listeners, if you didn't hear before that in the second quarter of this year, Apple yeah. recorded the first decline in revenue in 13 years. And people basically and iPhone out. sales are down, yeah, year over year. So. So, I mean, that makes some sense. It also, to me, it would seem that um, innovation in terms of the smartphone has slowed overall. Like, there's really not... Like, we used to see such big updates um, in terms of, like, having 3G and Mm -hmm. then 4G and all these reasons that you would for sure want to upgrade. And Mm -hmm. now it's just not as compelling. I mean, 3D Touch is somewhat incremental.
1: Yeah, and I think another reason that it kind of makes sense for Apple to do this is because I see them focusing on getting iPhones to like a huge global scale right now. But what Mm -hmm. will they do on the off years then? Are we going to have two S years, like an S and then
2: an even more S? I don't know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think think we just have one. Or maybe more
0: budget phones, like like you're saying, they're it's pretty clear they're trying to reach India and China right now, right? Um, and so maybe focusing more on their budget offerings. Yeah, I think I think I, I don't know. I just feel like this isn't making sense to me. <laughs> really? I mean, it is a rumor.
2: Yeah, but well, I just feel like they want to encourage people to buy cell phones. I mean, I feel like that's the point of the S series is like just to get us to buy a cell phone, in between the big updates, like so surely they'd be doing something if they're going right. to do the big, uh, doing a huge update every three years makes sense to me, but I feel like they, they'll probably do something in
1: between. Well, maybe yeah. they can, like, really focus on services, too, because, like, they want to bring the the Apple TV to have its own, like, streaming service. They need to improve Apple Music. Like, there's a lot of money in services that Apple's still just, like, getting started on, really, comparatively.
0: Yeah, and I could also see this being, like, them still doing an upgrade every year, but it being more about expectations or something, that Mm -hmm. where they're going to be keeping the same name, but adding, like, S or whatever they add. Um, But... Do you you think they're going to change the naming conventions? I mean, like, the
2: iPhone SE doesn't have a number in it. I'm kind of wondering.
1: Yeah, that's a good question. But one of the things is, is next year, we're probably going to see that major change for the iPhone Well, you mean 7? this fall? This, okay, so it's kind of weird because like, this fall they're saying the iPhone 7 isn't going to be a big deal. But mm-hmm. then the rumor is that next year, for mm-hmm. the 10th anniversary, that will be the new big deal.
2: Right, so maybe the seven will be more on the level of an S upgrade. Is or what like, you're thinking?
1: if SE is special edition, they could take that same naming convention, do the iPhone Seven SE, and it's like the special edition for the tenth anniversary. Yeah. I, don't know. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess at <laughs> this point we're just in, no, no, un- no. like yeah we're just... baseless speculation.
0: <laughs> but I have heard rumors as well that next year is when we're going to see bigger innovations right. with the iPhone. So. I don't know about what, what, all the naming and what will happen, but it does seem like we should temper our expectations for this fall. For sure. Which I'm a little sad about. Yeah. Um, and the last thing we wanted to cover in the news section, this has been happening for the last couple of weeks, but it's the I- iOS 9.3.2 update. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, a lot of people have had trouble with it. Yeah, a lot of people have had trouble with it, um, especially iPad owners. Right. Um, iPad Pro owners, have a lot of them with the 9.7 inch new edition have had their phone, their iPads completely bricked, and um, when they've tried to upgrade to the new. Um, to iOS nine point three point two, and Apple has been replacing those those iPad Pros. So if you wow. are a listener who's had this experience, yeah,
1: I didn't realize they just straight but up the, had to replace them. Yeah,
0: yeah, because they're bricked. I mean, they're just Holy like crap. completely destroying them. Wow. And so we wrote, um, Rand Taylor, our associate editor, wrote a post about this a few days ago, and we got like a ton of comments from mm-hmm. readers who've been experiencing this,
2: and not just iPad Pro users, like just mostly just iPad users.
0: Yeah, so we um, we had a few people who had the experience of of it downloading on their device but not installing, and they were still able to use their device, but it was just sitting there taking up storage and not mm. benefiting from it. So that was one thing they've experienced. Another one um, uh, did have they had the plug in sign appear on their phone that you need to plug in your I mean on your iPad to charge. And they couldn't get past that screen. They plugged it in, oh. nothing happened. They said Apple replaced it within a day. And this person, it was JBM, was the um, comment name, said the same thing happened with their iPhone 6s last month, and Apple also replaced it.
1: Ooh, wow. so
0: <laughs> I guess it's good to know that if this does happen to you, contact the Apple store right Definitely. or you know, Apple Care right away. Um, and someone had this happen with their 12.9 inch ipad pro as well so it does show it's not just the 9.7 inch ipad pro like many many articles have been just focusing Mm -hmm. on that device so i mean in terms of the iphone do you guys think that people shouldn't shouldn't install it i mean if you have the ipad pro definitely don't right
2: i mean i i've already updated i didn't realize there were problems and i usually update right away um even though that's kind of risky and this is why it's risky Mm -hmm. but i haven't had any problems but I feel like if I hadn't already updated, I would definitely wait. Yeah, WWDC is mean... coming up. They usually do some kind of update right after that. Mm-hmm. I would just wait. Yeah, I agree. It's not a big of enough – I mean, there's nothing really special in this update anyway that you're, like, really missing out on, and clearly yeah. you're missing out on some big problems. So if you haven't updated, just hold off.
0: And just to correct myself, for the iPad Pro, it's not even an option to, to update. Uh, Date, apple pulled the software update for ipad right. pro owners right um but yeah right now i haven't installed Me the update either. on my iphone and i don't think i'm going after to. i
1: wrote the pros and cons article i was like there's no way <laughs> i'm gonna update to that
0: well it's kind of <laughs> ironic because it's supposed to be a bug fix update that's really the only thing the right. only benefit so if it's just gonna ruin your phone <laughs> it doesn't make any sense
1: just wait yeah okay. that's our advice
0: so now we're going to talk about our Apple Complaints and Learning of the week. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> uh, complaints, learning. Which, well, which one are you going to go with, guys? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I learned something. Um, someone commented on uh, one of our tips, and then the tip is escaping me. But, oh, it was how to find – if you can't find an app that you know you have on your phone – one quick way to locate it, rather than scrolling through all your folders and homepages, is right. just to use Spotlight search. And this person wrote in that they have a 128 gigabyte phone, and every time they add a new app, their like an app disappears. Like they're just they can't find their apps anywhere. They're all just disappearing. And so um, this is a power user we're talking yeah. about, here. right? Okay. <laughs> so here's so I, then they wanted to know how to create new homepages so that. Their apps would show up on home, you know, one of their homepages. Right. So um, I researched that, and I mentioned in the comment, you know, and this is what I found out: you can only have 15 homepages. And uh, interesting. Yeah. Which actually, I'm not even close to that. No. But neither. The funny <laughs> thing was, this person replied and said that they do have 15 homepages. <laughs> so if you have 15 homepages and your apps are disappearing, it's time to start using folders, yeah. um, because you can actually have thousands of apps on your folder on your phone if you. Use folders because folders can have pages too. Yeah. So that's the solution. But for me, the thing I learned was the actual
0: number of home pages. I didn't, I didn't know the limit, so now I do. It's funny. I use folders, but I do find that most of the apps I put in folders I don't use very often at all.
1: That's like, why I put apps in folders. Right. Like you're like, oh, I want to be able to use
0: this. Some- oh, ones you're or trying games. to like, limit yourself. Yeah. With.
1: Yeah. It's an extra <laughs> step. I have to think about it. That's a good tip. (laughs) What about you this week, Connor? Um, I recently learned that when you're typing on your iPhone, if you just double tap the space bar, that'll put in a period and a space. So instead Mm -hmm. of having to tap that little, I think it's the one, two, three, or whatever in that bottom corner to go to those other characters and find the period and then go back and add a space, double tap your space bar, you're good to go. That, I was like, holy crap, this is going to save me loads of time all over the place.
0: You know, I feel like I've heard that one, but I still always forget.
2: Yeah, I had Oh, not. I use it constantly. I just assume that everyone knows this. See, you know all these little <laughs> You're so smart, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thank
2: you, Donna. I feel like this is a dangerous thing because, I mean, it's really handy, but is as this an, an editor, editor? Yeah. as <laughs> an editor... <laughs> People, you, they used to tell you in the day of, of typewriters that you should do two spaces after a period. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't do that anymore. No. We have computers now, and we have the spacing that basically changes depending on the size of the letter or whatever, so you don't need to do the double space. And I feel like this just encourages that bad behavior. <laughs> I really hate
0: having to go through and delete double spaces. I know, so do I. Um, mine this week is I, I just started using uh, the iPad Air 2 and I noticed that there's no mute button, which I use all the time on my phone. I just, you know, always to, to mute my phone or to do orientation lock. And this just doesn't have it at all and it's in control really? center.
2: Wait, so you can't this? Because it used to be with the iPad for the side switch, you could change it so that it either muted or it was an orientation lock.
0: No, the, the button's not there. Really? The button is not there. <laughs> I know. I was like feeling around. I keep on looking and looking again. Be like, am I, I missing just
2: it? Think, how did I not? I'm obviously I'm not an iPad user, but yeah. now I'm thinking of all the tips we have about that particular setting, which yeah, always struck me as a very cool setting that we now have to go back and fix.
0: So it's huh. it's Thanks for a lot, it's Apple. not all iPads. <laughs> it's the iPad Air two, iPad Mini four, and iPad Pro models don't have no. that button, and instead you swipe up for Control Center, and you can you find those settings there.
2: But sometimes <laughs> sometimes you know a sides like an actual button is faster than the control yeah, center.
0: I know. I really like the mute button. Yeah, me too.
2: Especially because I I on my iPhone I have it so that control center can't be accessed in apps because you know when you're like playing a game and you accidentally activate control center it ruins everything. Yeah, so this is, I
0: don't know, clearly, since it's in the latest models, Apple thinks this is an improvement, but I don't know that I agree. So wrong. Yeah. So that's all, that's all I have for this week. What about you, you guys? Yeah, I think that's all my complaints for, <laughs> for now. Um, so now moving on to best apps and gear, what have you guys been using? Well, I haven't started using it yet. Um, they're sending me a review
2: unit and I'm really excited to try it out. It's um, an outlet cover plate that has a USB oh, charging hmm. uh, thing at the bottom of it. So you can and you don't have to do you don't have to be a handy person which is really helpful because I'm not. You just you know <laughs> remove the current plate and put this one in and then you can plug to you still have the two plugs, but you can also, plug in a USB cable, which is so handy That's because nice. with all of the devices I have, you know, having to ch- carry around those wall warts is just yeah. such a pain.
0: Yeah. And this sounds much, I mean, right? it looks a lot more minimalist and nice, right? I mean, it's the yeah, same, it's same very, look as a regular wall outlet, right? It, yeah. It's very discreet. So, I haven't gotten it yet. They're sending it to me, and I'll let you know how it actually goes, but I am excited. Cool. So we'll link to all the apps and gear that we recommend at iphonelife.com slash podcast. We keep a, a list of blog posts for all of our episodes, so check it out there. Right, and if you have any gear or apps you'd recommend
2: or if you have some complaints or things you've learned, <laughs> you can email us at podcast at iphonelife.com.
0: Yeah, let us know about the iOS update if any of you guys have been having issues yeah. with that yeah, or I, not having nine, issues with iOS it. iOS 9, you mean, not iOS 8? Oh, did I say iOS 8? You wow. S- you did. <laughs> Thanks, Sarah. <laughs> Caught back in
1: 2015.
0: <laughs> it's 2016. <laughs> oh, but iOS
1: 8. Oh, Jeez. okay. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm the one. What about you, Connie? <laughs> I recently received, an, it's called an Organica case, and the back of it is actually, like, dried jasmine flowers. And they mm-hmm. all yeah, right? I've been using it yeah. too. I, I I sent it on to Sarah after I reviewed it. And they have like a rose petal one and coffee bean and hay and they're doing a Kickstarter for it right now. You lost me at hay. I know, I don't <laughs> it's that's the nostalgic one. So mm-hmm. <laughs> Sarah's so not into hay. <laughs>
2: hay fever anyone
1: yeah. <laughs> but I, I, really, <laughs> I really liked it and I, I wished it smelled a little bit more but they told me that the coffee bean and rose petal had stronger smells and it was just beautiful like it was beautiful I love nature paired with technology it so amazing with my rose gold iPhone yeah I bet I yeah. bet it does
0: nice so I'm the only one with an app this week. I've been using oshi oh glows It's a, a recipe app and it was one of the on the top charts that Apple recommended mm-hmm. it's it was like five bucks or something. I don't usually spend wow. that much on an app, but um, I've been trying more vegan recipes at home. It's a vegan recipe cool. app and Like I've tried probably six different recipes so far, and they've all turned out really well. Which I can't say the same for other vegan recipes I've tried. Hmm. So um, I've, I've been really impressed, and it's a really it's a really nice layout with like nice pictures and easy to use and cool. Yeah,
1: I'm gonna have to check that out.
0: Yeah, it's pretty good. Nice and easy recipes, which I appreciate. Like they have a few like there's like vegan enchiladas, which. You or have like five different sauces to make and all this stuff and like I haven't tried that yet, but most of them have been like 20-minute recipes. Oh, that's so, so that's, that's been great. Cool. Um, and have you guys found in general that you um, have found good apps through Apple's recommendations in the App Store or like this? For me, this was the first.
1: Yeah, I like it because it's apps that I wouldn't necessarily search for that just mm-hmm. kind of surprise me. Of like, maybe I will buy it, maybe I won't, but it's fun to discover and see what else is out there.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's, I find, it's the most useful um, compared to searching, and, like, the search in the app store is pretty terrible. And the
1: categories don't do much for me either. Like, unless I'm really very specifically looking for something, it's just...
2: It's a good way to find things if you're not looking for a specific thing, if you're just kind of wanting to see what good apps are out there.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cool. All right. So let's get into the meat of the episode, and that's talking about WWDC, the Worldwide Developers Conference, yes. coming up June 13th. And this is where we usually get big operating system updates mm-hmm. um, and, so, and sometimes product announcements as well. Mm-hmm. So we, uh, Connor, especially, has been keeping an eye on the rumor mill and will be telling you all the things that you might be uh, expecting and also what we hope to see. Right. Come June 13th.
1: Yes. So one of the things that I'm sure everyone is excited for is iOS 10. And we recently did like a wish list um, with, I think there were like 10 of my favorite things I wanted to see come to iOS 10. Mm -hmm. So today we're going to talk about like what is actually expected. Um, One of the big things is Siri may finally open to developers. So that she could integrate with something like Uber, so you could maybe hold down Siri and say, "Hey Siri, call me an Uber." Something that would of that be sort. awesome, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. And part of the reason that Siri is such a big rumor to see an update is because Siri was the first one to know about the date of WWDC. True. I. Uh, so that was kind of cool. Like if, if people ask Siri when's WWDC, That's That's she had all like these little hint. witty answers. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I feel like that would make sense that Siri's going to have some cool
1: updates. That'd be awesome, and she needs it. Yes, she does. Yeah, and redesigned Apple Music, another service that really needs it, in my opinion, at they're least. They're constantly redesigning it, though. I want
2: them to just like do it once and do it well. Yeah, I instead
1: agree. Instead of like
2: every time <laughs> there's a minuscule update, they're like, oh, and by the way, Apple Music is completely different now.
1: Well, this is this yeah. is supposed to be like simpler, an overhaul. It's like more black and white, streamlined kind of. Through and through. As long as I can like, get my own music on my iPhone, finally, without having to turn off iCloud Music Library, I'll be happy.
0: And from what I've seen, this is more of like a, it's supposed to make it easier to use, but there aren't really any big new features right. rumored to be coming to Apple Music, right?
1: No, I don't think so.
0: And and would we be getting this in June, or would we be? It would probably, probably seeing it and then getting it in the fall.
1: Right. It would probably be a part of iOS 10, which would mean the public release would be in the fall. Uh-huh. So, another thing, Apple Support may come to web browsers. So, in the way that hmm. you can use PayPal now, you might be able to use Apple Support. Um, improved photos. Wait. Ad, what do you I mean? mean, Apple Pay? Did I, what support. did I say? Apple, Apple Pay. <gasps> I was like, what I would totally that meant Apple like? Pay. <laughs> <laughs> Apple, because I have on here Apple Pay support for web browsers. Oh, just, I see. Yeah. So I just skipped it, but yeah. So that would be really nice. The way you use PayPal, you could use Apple Pay in your web browser. Ah, nice. Right. Um, An improved Photos app, and there's also a rumored Home app for connecting all your smart home or HomeKit devices. Should be interesting for those that are super into that. And I wrote drumroll because it's what everyone has been asking for. Mm-hmm. You'll finally be able to hide or delete Apple apps. <laughs> well, you know you can hide some of them already. Yeah, but it comes back every time you restart your iPhone.
2: Really, if you go into restrictions and restrict certain, like enable restrictions, oh, and you restrict one. certain apps... Then they disappear. You can't see them anymore.
0: It's very that's limited. That's such a like, don't like weird it. workaround. We have like to it. do it. <laughs> yeah, it'd be nice just to delete them like any other app.
1: Yeah, and you should easily be able to go back to the App Store and just search for the Apple app and re-download it there, the way it is with Music Memos right now. Yeah, or right. podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. So, Very cool. yeah, this iOS 10 will be announced at WWDC. Soon after, it'll open to developers and beta testers, and then we'll probably see it released to the public at the fall keynote event in September. Assuming
0: Apple does offer beta to the public, do you guys are you guys planning on signing up for the beta? No. <laughs> I
1: did it last year, and no. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll just
0: use it on the company device, probably. Right.
2: right? Well, see, the problem is that... Um, when you up when you download the beta, um, you get all of you're basically you have to stay with it forever mm-hmm. because if you downgrade, you have to go back to the backup you made when you went to the beta program, which means, for instance, right. I think I forgot about that. I hated. I that. went to the beta I think in like August, mm-hmm. and then I you probably got a new phone. Well, no, I, you can continue on to the beta program with your new device. Mm. But what happened was when I decided, I think in the late fall, I had to go back to a backup that I'd made in August and I lost all the apps that I'd downloaded since then, data. Jeez. The only benefit was my coffee um, you know, loyalty card mm-hmm. on my app for the local <laughs> coffee shop. Apparently, when I went to the beta program, I had an almost full loyalty card. That's so funny. So when I returned, I was really sad because actually when I went from the beta program, I also had an almost full loyalty card. I buy a lot of coffee. But then I I was like, oh, no, I lost it all. But then I got it back because I already had, right? At least I get a free coffee out of this. (laughs) But it wasn't worth it. It really wasn't worth it. I lost so many settings. I lost, apparently I had been. um, Notes too, right? Or do notes? I hadn't been using that mm. notes much, but the thing is, I change my settings constantly because I'm playing with them all the time in order to uh, write tips about them and troubleshoot for people who write into the Ask an Editor mm-hmm. program. And apparently, and I usually change them back right away. But apparently, right before I changed the beta program, I hadn't changed back a whole bunch of settings, oh. and so it was really bad when I went when I reverted back to the shipping version of iOS. So Jeez. so there's a reason Apple says don't use your primary device for the beta program. And, yeah. and I would second that.
1: Yeah. I, I used it and then I got out of it because I got a new phone and I was really glad. It, it was, there was like a whole process of getting my old iPhone on an iOS that matched the new iPhone. It was like a whole thing. But super complicated. Super if you complicated. make that mistake
2: and then in the fall you regret it, just email us. We'll help you out. Yeah.
0: Yeah, been there. We've been there. Yeah. So another another update that we might see is to the Apple TVs operating system, TVOS, and um, I don't know. Have any of you guys used the fourth generation Apple TV that was released last September?
1: I thought about getting it, but I don't watch TV enough to even make it worth it. Right. Yeah. I just use. I have the old one, and I just use it for like Netflix. So mm-hmm. it didn't make sense for me.
0: Yeah, I got the new the new Apple TV and I'm really enjoying it. The redesigned operating system from last year is a lot cleaner and nicer, but it definitely was it definitely could use some refinements. Mm. And so it's this is one of those rumors that it's there's a fair chance that we'll see the update, but it might not be until the fall since we did see we are, you know, a lot of times Apple operates on an annual cycle mm-hmm. and we saw our last upgrade last September. But since this is an operating system... It's we, hard to say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, WWDC is the time to do it. Totally. So if we see that in June, um, one thing people are talking about is having an online app store for mm. the Apple TV. Right now we have that with the iPhone right. uh, and iPad. You can search online. It's very ne- We really need it. Yeah. So right now you can only search the tvOS app store through your Apple TV, oh, which is a bit limiting. Yeah, that is. Um, and... Better app category app store categorization. Uh, right now they have kind of broad categories, but within that you can't find subcategories. Mm-hmm. so that's something that would be a nice addition. Um, and also having a personalized watch list, like it, when you go into Netflix, you'll oh, see yeah. a list of like recommendations Wait, and what you can't you've seen do before that on
2: Apple TV that's ridiculous. not from
0: the main screen and that would like if they just gathered together all of your content providers, what you've been watching from them and create a watch list for you there. That's something that's yeah. I some some Apple users have commented that they need parental controls in the Apple TV as well, oh, which yeah. would be you know if you want to hide certain movies you've watched or or bought and you don't want then it to be available to your kids to watch.
2: Totally. I, now I've heard about multiple users account user accounts. Is that something that already exists or is that something that's rumored to be coming? Because uh, it seems like you'd need that for parental controls.
0: That's a good question. I don't think it has that. I mean, I haven't used, um, tried to do that for my Apple TV. That's something I'll have to look into and Mm -hmm. post in our blog post, iPhoneLife.com slash podcast. Um, And then some kind of crazier rumors that would be awesome, but I I kind of am skeptical of Mm -hmm. is if Apple turned the Apple TV into a smart home hub and that would be Siri controlled. Recently, with Echo. yeah, it the Amazon like Echo. It seems like something's coming,
2: but do you really? I don't know that they would integrate it into the Apple TV.
0: I I don't know if they would integrate it into the Apple TV. There there have been rumors that they would for years. I've been hearing that the Apple TV seems like a good product that Apple could turn into a smart home hub, but um, but I don't know. It seems like we haven't heard that many rumors of it. True. Usually, with something that big, we hear we hear about it for years. Yeah, yeah, and I mean. I guess I did hear about this a while ago, but um, but it one thing that does lend some credibility to it is Google just came out with Google Home, which is a competitor to Amazon Echo, and usually Mm -hmm. all these tech companies do kind of move together with these things. So I don't know. We could maybe, and this is supposed to be a big Siri update. That'd be kind of cool.
1: That'd be kind of cool. I'd be into that.
0: Yeah, and another unlikely thing. Really?
1: Well, here's the thing. As far as, like,
2: smart things and wireless things go, if they're not, sometimes I feel like, like, the smart scale, um, Connor reviewed it, and then I took it home to try it, and I haven't even set it up, because it's, like, I have, like, a not smart scale that's, like, perfectly fine, and it just Uh seems like having a smart scale that I have to charge and, like, that, like, tracks things, but then I have to look at the things it's tracking just seems, like, just more work in my life. Like, yeah. unless unless the smart home thing actually makes my life simpler and doesn't require work, like charging things or analyzing things and setting it up in this, some complicated way with all these apps, I'm not interested.
0: I would agree. Yeah, I mean, one thing that... I, I'm interested in trying out the Amazon Echo, um, but one thing, like, you have a, a word that wakes it up. And... Like I was listening to, to a user talking about how they have to like whisper around in their house to like not wake it up. And I just didn't like the idea of like having
1: to whisper uh, to like not machine. have your like
2: Yeah. <laughs> Don't wake the echo.
0: Oh no. That
2: just sounds like a Isn't scene they... from like a horror movie. Seriously, when is the smart home horror movie coming out?
1: Oh, there already yeah. is one. Don't you remember the Disney Channel movie from years ago? Maybe I'm um, just no. Me. There was this amazing movie where the the whole home was like smart it was this smart home that this family won and then the smart home became like jealous of them like leaving and like it could do all these amazing things but before you knew it it was like creating tornadoes inside the house and like all this crazy stuff
2: <laughs> but Disney Channel style
1: it, yeah Disney Channel style it's a very good movie I have to say mm. <laughs> at least so. in my my childhood memory <laughs> I want to
0: see the adult version
1: <laughs> sounds kind of awesome
0: but yeah um, That'll be something to look out for. the The last thing I've heard is just that the TV streaming service that we've all been hoping for on the Apple TV is all is still
1: mm-hmm. a no go. I back think it's burner.
0: yeah. So um. So yeah, we'll see. And now in terms of the Apple Watch, are we going to see any upgrades with that? I don't know. You know, I was
2: like researching uh. Watch, right now we're at Watch OS two point two. And I was researching uh, Watch OS three, and there's not a lot out there. It's there's no like really solid rumors. Um, I kind of came up with a list of things that I thought were likely if we get an update, which would be um, third party watch faces, and also Ooh. the ability to maybe add complications to watch faces that don't usually allow it, like the Live Photos one, or you know some of the ones that are more for mm-hmm. looks rather than function. That'd be nice. It would be nice. Um, Button customization, where you could change what the buttons do, which would be nice because hmm. I don't know about you, but I—the only time I ever open up that friends wheel is by never. accident. Never, never, right? And um, Siri and fitness tracking improvements, which we definitely need, mm-hmm. as we discussed earlier, and better app organization. Some people are thinking like folders would be nice or sort of more mm-hmm. of an app grid. I would like to be able to hide certain apps or get rid of them because I don't use them on my Apple Watch. And, and if there were fewer apps, they would actually be more useful because it's like trying to press those things is yeah, and I saw ridiculously hard.
1: I saw a video where someone was talking about like the old um, iPod minis. You could have like apps on that and it would be like four to a screen. And it was about the same size and you would have multiple pages. And that made sense to me. Because it was just like four whole apps on a screen you can easily see and touch, multiple pages of those apps. You could still have folders. So
2: here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking maybe they'll talk about OS 3, but we probably won't get it until they release the new version of the Apple Watch, the Apple Mm -hmm. Watch 2, which rumors are saying would be in September. Hmm. And if that's the case, here are some things that I think we might get with the Apple Watch 2, which would be more independence from the iPhone, um, I've seen speculation of like two different kinds, like either like a, a more powerful Wi-Fi chip that would let enable like location tracking, so you could have Find My Apple Watch and maybe use GPS in your your workouts, which makes that would be awesome. Sense. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or like an independent cellular access where you could sort of hand off from a SIM on your iPhone to a SIM in your. Apple Watch, so you're not having to have, like, a separate cellular service for your Apple Watch like you do for an iPad, and so you could actually access your cellular service without your iPhone being in range of your Apple Watch, which would be awesome. That
0: would be. Yeah. Um,
2: And also, uh, another thing, yeah, I think that's probably the main thing that I think we wouldn't get um, unless it came sort of updated with the Apple Watch.
1: That makes sense.
2: But I, I don't know that we're going to have like a huge, more than an announcement, I, I'm feeling skeptical that they'll release Watch OS 3 or they'll release just a sort of like mild update and we'll see the big things when the Apple Watch 2 comes out.
0: Yeah, I mean, a lot of what you've mentioned, I agree, seems to require an upgrade to the watch itself in order to really work. Right. But the, the one thing, I feel like fitness tracking, they could just do a lot on the software side totally. to improve. And they should. Yeah, because, like, already they're tracking your heart rate, but they don't put that in context for you. They don't give you heart rate zones that you should be, you know, that you can set goals of trying to achieve during a workout. Um, Like, really, yeah, they just don't don't give you any context. It could be so much more useful. Yeah, and then also adding, I don't know if they would need to add hardware for this, but adding different types of workouts that you can track. I don't think Um, they would. I don't think they would need to. I mean, I feel like the watch is limited in
2: terms of, the kinds of workouts it can track. Yeah, I mean, fitness trackers don't really track like your yoga workout or your a strength lot of them do, workout, do. they? But they but don't do, they do it, do it accurately. Well.
0: They don't do very well. But you can you you have a lot of to choose from when you're doing a workout. But I think that like certain things are harder to quantify, like benefits from yoga, like mm-hmm. stress management and stuff like that. But it does it does track it does track it in a customized way. Whereas right now with the Apple watch, you can just choose other.
2: Yeah. I mean, it would be good to For know all workouts that aren't just runs if you, and you walks want to see how much time you spent and, you know, and then compare to that, how you're feeling or, you know, whatever, whatever your fitness goal are, goals are um, just to be able to see specifically what you did, whether, you know, the metrics it's tracking like your heart rate and stuff are actually accurate
0: mm-hmm. reflections of your fitness gains. Yeah, this is a little off topic, but one thing I I think would make fitness trackers and specifically the Apple Watch so much more useful to me is if is when it can track your stress. Cuz yeah. I feel like that's something that I would be so curious to know if like that matches up with the times I'm feeling stressed. And I think they're they're going to be able to do this through tracking breathing. I think mm-hmm. Connor, you didn't you try it? I tried a...
1: one. It was called Spire. And that one mm-hmm. tracked just breathing. And I think if you had one that tracked heart rate and Vari- breathing.
0: Heart rate variability is one uh, metric, too, that I think, like, if your heart is speeding up or, like, skipping beats yeah. and stuff, that's a sign of stress. Right. And mm-hmm. so that's something that, it, you know, future fitness trackers will probably be able to, to use yeah. to I give think you an idea would of how amazing. you're doing.
2: You know what I would like? I would really like it if the fitness tracker um, capabilities included notifications, like, yeah. There were times um, I, ha- yeah, a I have a, uh, a sort of autoimmune disorder that when it's untreated, your heart rate, your resting heart rate gets really, really low. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. You know, and looking back at the historical data, I can see that at times my resting heart rate was in the 30s, which is oh, wow. really alarming. Oh, and I don't enough. know if that's actually accurate, you know, because right. you got to wonder. But also... Don't you think it'd be nice to get a notification? Seriously, like, like your, your heart, heart rate, rate is outside of the like normal range. Because to be clear, like for instance, a resting heart would rate be so helpful. of like in your 50s would mean you are an amazing elite athlete. So right, you know, a resting heart rate below that, or if you're not an elite athlete, which is most of us, is like maybe something you should look into. Mm-hmm. Or like that. I mean, one. one oh, go ahead. Or sorry. like
1: that one football player who just got an Apple Watch, was running and practicing, checked it, and it was like way too high. And it stayed way too high. And that let them know they need to go to the emergency room. And because of that, he lived. Yeah, I would love to get fitness tracker
2: notifications. I feel like that would be really useful.
0: Yeah, if it could tell you if you're totally outside of the normal range. Mm -hmm. One thing, I did a test of fitness trackers last year when the Apple Watch came out and found that overall heart rate was pretty accurate with the Apple Watch. But it did have a few false readings. Um, I was wearing three fitness trackers at the same time. It was kind of ridiculous. But one thing that, that I remember oh, <laughs> that was awesome. One thing that allowed me to see is just that occasionally the Apple watch would have a reading that would be like way outside of what the other ones were saying. But overall, over a period of time, it was it was quite accurate. right. So I that I do wonder if like it does seem well, possible in, in that I gave you a false this reading? Was like
2: a long term. It was like if you looked right. on a regular basis, it was. Wow, you know, I I wonder about the accuracy, but that is actually a symptom of, you know, the particular autoimmune disorder that I have. so Uh, yeah, Which is treated, and I'm fine, just in case anyone's (laughs) worried. Good. (laughs) I am glad to hear that.
0: (laughs) But yeah, notifications, that would be a great feature Mm -hmm. for the Apple Watch. Hopefully we'll see that. That kind of segues into talking about what we're hoping for. But first, even though we don't usually talk that much about desktop operating systems, we wanted to give you an update on that as well.
1: Yeah. um, Another thing at WWDC that we're hoping to have revealed is the MacBook Pro. And we haven't yeah. seen an update since 2012. And it's, at this point, just so much heavier and bulkier than the other lines. Mm-hmm. So the rumors are that they're finally going to update all the internals and get it up to par, thinner, multiple USB-C ports, which the um, just MacBook has one right now, so the Pro would have multiple, and likely Touch ID to open it and unlock it.
0: And also to like make purchases purchases online and stuff like that right Right. like it would would be apple pay it would let you use apple pay
2: and one thing to keep in mind is if you don't care about having the newest one this is a really good time of year to buy go now because some of those refurbished ones are actually unused like laptops that they're just unloading because they're starting to sell the new stock
1: and if you're like me and you're still attached to just a regular old usb port I just recently bought a MacBook Air because it's they're about to release new MacBooks. And I was like, listen, I need some USB ports. I'm not about to carry around one of those little extra dumaflatchies yet. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I've never heard that word before, Connor. It you know, just seems so natural for you to say.
1: Because <laughs> I've said it many times. One <laughs> <are> of those cockamamie <laughs> dumaflatchies. <laughs> <laughs> the what have yous. Anyway. So. <laughs> Yeah, so if if you're attached to those, go now get it. It's probably going to be a reduced price. I got it for like a hundred dollars less than the small MacBook is right now. Yeah. So. Anytime nice. they're
2: releasing a new device, it's a great time to buy an old
1: the one. old one. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. And we'll also see an up upgrade to the desktop operating system.
1: Right. And so those computers would probably ship with the latest OS X, which might get a retitled to Mac OS to match the tv os and watch os and ios i like that idea
0: somehow os
1: x is weird it to is. me i like I mac os better and todd
2: bernard one of our bloggers was pointing out that it's not really x it's 10 uh, so we're right. all just saying it
0: wrong oh wow yeah mac os is better we can just avoid all that yeah <laughs> right exactly so what are you guys hoping to see what do you, what what gets you excited in terms of what we might
1: see at wwdc for me, Apple Music improvement would be very welcome because I've been using it and paying for it for a while now, and over time I've just picked out like flaws that are nearly deal-breakers, and so it's kind of like if I don't see a major change revamp by this fall, I'm done paying for it. I'll just get Spotify and have two separate music libraries. Yeah, it's so yeah, buggy. I've-
2: it's so buggy, I mean, especially for the older iPhones. I don't know what that's about, but... Uh, you know, I have the newest iPhone, it's really buggy, but if you have an older iPhone, it seems to be even worse. Like, mm. your songs will just randomly disappear. Like, I, for a while, and this seems to have been fixed on my iPhone since an update, like, you skip a song in a playlist, and it just deletes the song from oh your gosh. phone, which, if you're traveling, is it's kind so of a big cool. deal.
1: Yeah. You know, like... Yeah. <laughs> and I've noticed if I, like, Or it crashes, or... Or if I go on a drive in the country where I don't have cellular network it won't play all of my offline music. I have to turn off my cellular connection for it to play my offline music.
0: Oh, that's I know. super weird.
1: It's so yeah. weird.
0: Yeah, for me, that ship has sailed. I tried Apple Music, and now I've switched to Spotify, and I'm pretty happy with it. <gasps> so even if it's much yeah. improved, I probably won't switch back.
2: Yeah. Here's here's uh, something for people to consider if you're trying to decide between Spotify and Apple Music. I have a family Apple Music subscription, and uh, both of my kids use Apple Music but my older daughter, I've noticed, has started using Spotify, the free version, <laughs> and putting up with ads and having to stream. And she only uses Apple Music, the paid for service, when she doesn't have any cellular service or Wi Fi to
0: stream. Oh my from, gosh. Yeah. Wow. Uh, why, does she think the radio service is better, or what does she like better about it?
2: I think she likes the playlists. I yeah. think she likes,
0: and yeah, I mean, Apple Music playlists suck, let's just be honest. Yeah, the Spotify Discover future where it mm-hmm. plays you creates playlists for you based on what you listen to and then also just like recommends playlists to you is based on different artists you listen to is so nice.
1: It is. Yeah. You're convincing me as we speak. Yeah, sorry guys. What are you what are you
0: excited about, Sarah, or hope to see?
2: I just really like the way I feel like because they're this is for developers, they're really talking about a lot of future capabilities that the developers will be able to use and that will come to our phones. And so I feel like it's kind of a glimpse into the future of what our iPhones and other devices will be able to do. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I just, really like, I just really like all of the sort of excitement around that.
0: For me, I'm the most intrigued by the least likely thing to happen, which is <laughs> the Apple TV turning into a smart home device. Yeah. I just feel like that I'm really intrigued by the smart home and what I just feel like there are a lot of possibilities there.
1: I agree. It'd be interesting.
0: Yeah. Except for then there's
2: people like me who are too lazy to even set up a smart scale, so.
0: <laughs> well, everybody listening, you should uh, write into us and let us know what you're hoping to see at WWDC. And uh, uh, check out iphonelife.com slash podcast to see all the th- all the topics we've talked about today and products that we've recommended. And iphonelife.com slash daily tips to sign up for our daily tip newsletter. That's a great way to start getting tips every day, improve the way you're using your phone. And if you like that, iPhone Life Insider, you'll like even more. So go to iphonelife.com slash insider for that. And that's a wrap on this week's episode and we'll be back in two weeks for episode 34 all right thanks everyone see you
1: later thanks for joining us